Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the war room. We got Tez, Kill, Jimmy, PJ, B. Austin, the hot block commander. How you wanna end up one or two hours show and keep the brain running with the premise of talk sports on a national level. Full with the topic, sort of like the rubber when it's game time. They like the bad five doing prime time. Sports conglomerates sweep their minds a little bit. For sports medicine, sports veterans and greats. The four for twenty six, so the war ain't can wait. It's the war room with five nights at the round table. Five silly guys, diversified and educated. Yo, what's good, party people out there? <laughs> you are once again live in the War Room, brought to you by War Room Sports on the War Room Sports Podcast Network. I'm one of your hosts. I'm the dude, Dev Mack, and I'm at the War Room Roundtable this evening with my bro, Fred Purdue. What's going on, Fred? What's going on, man? How's it going? Man, everything is everything, man. We winding it down these last few weeks here but you know we we, we gotta get we gotta get this content in man people want to hear from us so we're gonna let the people hear from us b austin was supposed to be joining us but you know you know how b is he run up in the studio when he feel like <laughs> it so uh maybe we will maybe we won't but anyway fred and i are gonna talk some nfl tonight but what we're gonna do because you guys didn't hear from us the week after the draft the week Weeks following the draft, because what we figured, I mean, even now, Fred, in my opinion, is still too soon to to try to tell people what these draft picks are going to do, who had the greatest draft. Like, usually that takes time. Mm -hmm. But what we're going to do here, since we have had some time in between draft, training camps, and now we're on the eve of the start of the season, uh, Fred and I are going to talk about what some of the highlighted draft picks are projected to do for their teams immediately. All right, so we've had uh, training camp to get a look at some of them. We had the preseason to get a look at some of them. So that's a little bit better information than we had the day after the draft when everybody thinks they're an expert and we're going to recap the draft and tell you who did this and who did did that. Um, Even in this case, like I said, it's not an exact science and you could have a great camp and a great preseason and you can end up being some trash but either way (laughs) we're gonna talk about it we're gonna have our never too late nfl draft recap for 2023 and we're gonna talk about how some of these picks or at least the ones that you know we think might impact their team immediately and how they're gonna do it all right, so before we get started, man, y'all know what it is. Y'all can get in the, on the conversation yourself by signing in right now to the Bodyhood chat room at blogtalkradio.com slash the war room. You can join us at Facebook, Twitter, IG, wherever. You can do all that at War Room Sports. We'll also be taking your calls. If anybody, you know, I didn't really, we didn't advertise. This is going to be more of a on-demand type episode. But if you're out there and, and, and you want to call in, we're going to open the Digital Extreme Tech Hotline. As well, that number is 323-410-0012. So episode 697 of The War Room starts right now. But of course, before we do get started, we got to remind you that whether you're with us live or not, anytime on demand, you can still check out archive episodes of our show 
we know we're living in a world where, you know, people don't really catch things live as much as they used to. So whenever you feel like listening to your favorite sports podcast, you can do that at the War Room Sports Podcast Network, either on our website at warroomsports.com or on one of the many major podcast listening platforms out there. So there's never an excuse to miss an episode of the show. Uh, you can check us out. You can check out Tissue in the Tape if you're a hip-hop head, the Broad Street Line and Superstars. If, if you're into Philly sports, John Appetit. If you like to eat on the couch with the Wilsons, if all you do is couch potato yourself out and sit around and watch TVs, and we got everything for you, man. And, of course, this evening, we got Fred Purdue dropping the actual factuals on you um, about the NFL draft slash NFL rookie season coming up. So before we do that, I know I've been talking a lot. Just got to let you know, hot topics. This, this topic, tonight's topic is brought to you by my bookie. Simple. Time to make some money sports betting in my bookie. NFL season starts tomorrow. Biggest betting season out there. Well, you know, maybe college football as well. But if you still haven't checked them out, stop wasting time. Place a bet. Mybookie.ag. Use the promo code WARROOM, all caps, one word, that'll activate your offer, that'll get you 50% off your first deposit, up to a stack. Visit mybookie.ag, play, win, get your money. That's all there is to it. So, Fred, man, let's let's get right into this now. Uh, what I want to talk about first is I know when you usually do the recaps for us, you know, we kind of go down the picks or whatever. Let's start mm-hmm. off by mentioning a few teams that you thought had great drafts. Like, who had great, the best NFL drafts? Great drafts. So, before – and this is – before preseason, so I got to back up a little bit because we've seen some of these guys play, and I'm like, ooh, this this might not be, but the game might be a little too fast. Um, but so let's go back a little bit. First off, your Philadelphia Eagles. I I just how do <laughs> you birds. keep getting this talent? <laughs> I don't understand Philadelphia. it. Philadelphia Bulldogs. Yeah, exactly. I mean, do you guys just want to just move down? You guys can you can replace the team in Georgia. They're not all that great anyway. I mean, they draft <laughs> running backs in the top ten. I mean, I I how does and I get it. Jalen Carter falls because of all the things that are going on around him. Great, but Jalen Carter's that dude. I mean, he's really that dude. And I'm not a I'm not. I'm not mad at y'all for going after a player that you know can give you some instant juice, but man, did y'all have to like go overkill <laughs> with it? Did you have to go overkill with it? I mean, Jalen Carter's that dude. I, I can't I can't say anything else about more about him. Uh, he is just everything you could you could ever want in a defensive lineman, and you got him at a steal. Uh, Nolan Smith. Another one of those just freaky height, weight, speed. I mean, dude was hurt all season and just came back and he did work. He did lot. He did. In the words of of, <laughs> of your former running back Shady McCoy, crazy work. Crazy I mean, work. he gave people crazy <laughs> work. Crazy work. <laughs> what up, you B? Know? So, hey, but but the crazy thing, uh, Fred, about the the whole Jalen Carter thing is that like he should have gone higher. Mm-hmm. But people were afraid. <laughs> but 
What what was the fear about? The fear is the off it's the field mental, stuff. The off yeah. field stuff. The mental health. The off the field and and everything around him says he made a couple bad decisions and we know how that goes. Uh we're jockeying for position, throwing out smoke screens, we say Oh, well, he's this and he's that. We haven't heard a word about him since. Crazy, right? Okay. Uh, get his mental together. I mean, you were in a in an act. You, one of your a terrible decision after one of the biggest moments of your football career led to one of your teammates passing away. Right. Who wouldn't be messed up mentally, right? So that you clear that up. You clear the off-field stuff away. And then you say, "Go play football." Classic, classic, you know? classic three, uh, three technique. But yeah. he can also play at at his size and his 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 strength. Like he can probably play nose guard uh, or nose tackle in a three down. Like he's he's just a great animal. Jason Kelsey said he was scared, and if you know Jason <laughs> Kelsey, you know that's tongue in cheek. So he was kind of joking, but. He was like, "Yo, he's so strong. I'm scared. Like he's right, he, right. He already he's, he's broke. He broke, it's, it, he, he he probably, broke a he broke a he broke a blocking sled in in camp already. Mm-hmm. He's broken sleds. Mm-hmm. So, right, well, dude, listen, is, but, yeah, dude's before crazy. Before we before we go to the next team that you think had a good draft, because we're gonna do teams, and then we're gonna go, you know, to some individual players and talk about what their impact could be. But since you know. You, you you did talk about the Eagles first, so the, the first team off the board is the Eagles. What do you think this draft class or who in this draft class do you think is going to impact the game for the Eagles right now? Like week one is a couple of days away for most, most folks. Um, shout out to Fred, too, you know, Eagles-Patriots week one. Uh, 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 yeah, I know. I see, I know. I see this, is your, this is not my, my yesteryear's Eagles. This might be a little bit different. Ooh-wee. Or, or, or yesteryear's Patriots. So it's like hey, a flip, it, maybe. And maybe. what makes it even maybe. worse, I have to actually slightly root for y'all to actually do crazy work because your quarterback and your receiver, Devontae Smith, is on my fantasy team. Uh, see? See? Yeah. And that's see? why. And, that's and why I didn't have I a choice. That's I didn't have I a time yeah. because, That's why I don't I play. Yeah. My, my real fantasy – so I, just kind of to push all of this aside real quick, I haven't had a fantasy quarterback not named Patrick Mahomes, Tom Brady, or Aaron Rodgers in, like, I don't know, close to – since I've been playing, football, playing no. fantasy football. No. So Jalen Hurts is the first in – what made you? What made you pick? Uh, what made you? I pick mean, winner, winner, lose. Winner, lose. No, no, no. What, winner, lose. What? Jalen Hurts is a as a dynamite fantasy player. B. It don't fantasy matter. Play, yeah, I can see that. He's gonna rush for two touchdowns a game. That's mm-hmm. that's points right there. And then whatever he gives you in the air, <laughs> especially if it was like the season he had last year, that's a that's a that's icing on the cake. So he's great to for fantasy. So. To answer that question, what made me take Jalen Hurts? He was the best player available because the best quarterback in the NFL went two picks ahead of me. <laughs> That's yeah. really all it yeah, was. No, I, I really I didn't want to take him, but when Pat Mahomes goes but two no, picks ahead, not, to, to, it's hard to, Dev's, to, Dev's, to Dev's point, he's a fantasy He's a fantasy stud because that is much He gives about, it to you in two different ways. You know, yeah. he's, a, he's a fantasy fantasy. <laughs> yeah. 
Like, cause yeah. I, I, I'm wondering, man, we're getting way off topic, but I'm wondering how many fantasy points he had in the Super Bowl. You know, fantasy season is over by then, so oh, nobody's man. calculating. But, like, oh, just man. just using that game as an example. Like, mm-hmm. fumble six mm-hmm. aside. You know, like, three rushing touchdowns, a couple of passing touchdowns, like, just that kind of stuff in itself. All right, but back to the back to the draft class. You know the Eagles, especially you know, on the, especially on the defensive line, they like to rotate, and they still have some veterans around that, that's hanging on for for dear life right now, while mm-hmm. these young boys get acclimated. But what do you think these defenders? And they need it because they they they're replacing some very important pieces. Yeah, you're getting a little older. The defense too. that made a right, and and this defense made a Super Bowl run last year, lost some key pieces. Other key pieces are old. What do you think these guys are going to do right now this year for the Eagles as rotation? I think your top two picks have the most impact because Mm -hmm. Jalen Carter, as a, I mean, that's a hell of a, of a rotational player to pair with a Javon Hargrave, to pair with a Fletcher Cox, who's getting a little bit older. He is a lot older. He's at the back end and he's had the, these guys have, Fletcher Cox is he, he's down to like half season contract. <laughs> exactly, sign him exactly. for a quarter of a season. <laughs> but you're saving him for the for the playoffs, right. and you're saying, okay, I can get half reps out of him. Cool, we're not putting him in. He's not going through really much in practice. But Nolan Smith, if he he's the freaky athletic guy that you say see ball get ball. He's that guy. <laughs> and when and there, he, Fred, he Fred low key, up. Fred low key just called him dumb. No, 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 no
that kind of time? I don't know. So you got to do what you got to do. Shout out to Miko Ryan, another another one of those uh, those those black male quarterback or black male head coaches that are that are, he might not get another opportunity. So I need you to succeed. I need you to succeed. Right. So um, the the tech you ain't rooting for D'Amico. You don't like defensive coaches. I, I no, but it's bigger than that. It's bigger than that. It's kind of like it's kind of like your guy at Colorado. I, I don't root for him, but it's bigger than that. So I got to take that L. So uh, and I don't like defensive coaches. I don't uh, even my own. Uh, so uh, tripping, man. Yeah, I know. I'm tripping. I'm tripping. Greatest of all time. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Until he lost his quarterback. But the Texans, the Texans. You drive first off. What, lost what a lot the, more than the quarterback. <sighs> my yeah, bad. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. So what are the two objectives that we need every no matter what football team you have, who you root for, when you're drafting and building, the two objectives we have. Get a quarterback and go attack Fat the other boys. team. So what so did they address those? Hell yeah, they addressed those. They got them a quarterback. And then they got somebody to go attack somebody else's quarterback and Will Anderson Jr., who is the best. He would have been the first overall pick last year. I can emphatically say that last year he would have been the first overall pick. So you get those two items checked off the board. You go get a wide receiver in Tank Dell, who can be a nice slot receiver. Uh, Henry Tooto from Alabama solidifies that off that linebacker spot. Um, also, Jared Patterson, uh, Notre Dame center, helps out a little bit on the offensive line. Not a bad draft. Not a bad draft class whatsoever. Uh, the and Texans and are the Texans and... are a team where these guys can get, you know, a lot of playing time, mm-hmm. and you can mm-hmm. you can see right away if they're going to shine or not. So, mm-hmm. you know, they they're not a team that's chasing a chip right now, so they're not going to no. be careful with them and rotate them. Like if they're uh, uh, looked at as a future cornerstone, all right, throw them out there, throw them in the water, see if they can swim. Um, what kind of season, you know, after seeing camp and, and, you know, a couple of preseason games, what kind of season do you guys see for C.J. Stroud? Uh, offensive line is very – I was about to say, keep in mind, he played for the Texans, but – Very, very <laughs> – What can he do? He's going to spend, his, he gonna spend a lot of time on his back. If, Pause, if it was well, up to in me – In the blue tent. If it was up to me, he would never see a down until about maybe week 14 to 17. Simply be, unless it's even in garbage <laughs> in it, only because my my personal philosophy is I don't start my Great rookie quarterback. There's all, I want to protect that asset as long as I can. By the way, Carson Palmer looked real good after sitting behind John Kitna for a year and watching his mistakes. And that whole Patrick Mahomes guy looked real, looked real I was good. About to say, I was just game. about to say, that's the Andy Reid philosophy on mm-hmm. quarterbacks as well. Mm-hmm. That's how he does his. Mm-hmm. I mean, McNabb sat behind Doug Peterson. You know, Mahomes sat. You know, so it's worked out for him, but he's, it works he out. still Why, might be the exception. The you know, he's the quarterback whisperer, but. Yeah, that, it does help having him uh, being there. But I think C.J. Stroud is going to struggle. I mean, it is what it is. I think offensively they have to find their identity. They're not going to be throwing the football much. They don't have a ton of great receivers. 
offensive line is not all that great. This is a project. So I I could see he might have one game where he just plays out of his mind, but for the most part, they're probably the worst team in that division. And I hate saying that because the Colts, I'm sorry, the, yeah, the Colts and they're a disaster at quarterback. Whew. So yeah, they're gonna have my man C.J. Stroud out there looking like they did Justin Fields last year. Yeah, yeah, he's gonna be out here by himself. I mean, they have a they have Damian Pierce, but uh, do you? He ran out of gas at the end of the year. I mean, what do you expect when you can't throw the football? So, Will Anderson might have a little a little bit to help him, but I mean, again, can you expect a rookie to truly be a superstar All Pro? It's rare. As good as Will Anderson can be, he's going to see double and triple teams. All right, give us another squad. Another squad that had a great draft. So, I I, I battled with this one. Arizona, because they addressed the biggest two pieces. Again, if you they already have... Because <laughs> they're going to They're going to do that next year. This is Or this year. That's going to come around this year. Uh, Josh Dobbs was named their starting quarterback. Trust me, that's going to be this year. But they they addressed offensive line. They went and got Paris Johnson Jr. I remember him coming out of high school, six uh, eight, three thirty out of high school. You don't they, they don't make people like that everywhere. Those are one of ones. And uh, he was he's been that dude since. Uh, B.J. Ozolari also pass rusher from LSU. Garrett Williams corner from Syracuse also. Uh, that was a good draft class. Uh, you and also Clayton Toon. Probably a nice backup, maybe a potential starter one day, but more than likely more of a high-end backup. Arizona has some pieces, but the class I love, Seattle. My favorite corner, Devin Witherspoon, scrappy, physical, loves to tackle, but can actually cover. And then my favorite receiver in this class, the guy I wanted my, my head coach to draft, and he was Jackson Smith and Jigba, uh, who actually yeah, was who was torching his own rookie teammate, Devin Witherspoon, in practice. I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. And uh, and, and then also they uh, they went and got Derek Hall, Auburn, the Auburn edge rusher. I mean, you, you address a lot of issues. Corner, get somebody to go pair with Kobe Bryant as well as um, Michael Michael Jackson Jr. or I'm sorry, Senior, uh, as well as others. So wrong with uh, the names on this team. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Those are like like we know what your parents were on, right? So, right. Right. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that you you go and add in another guy that can be that number two corner. Uh, and also, you solve that wide receiver problem. DK Metcalf has a guy that can play in the slot. I think uh, Njigba is the best route runner in this class. Yo, Njigba, I, I ain't gonna hold you. He can route his behind. <laughs> exactly. That exactly. Man, that is, he's automatically the best route runner. Mm-hmm. No disrespect, Tyler Lockett. He's the best route runner on that team. Now, as an Eagles fan, we've had experiences with brothers from Nigeria that are great route runners, <laughs> but don't necessarily have hands. So leave, leave, leave that man alone. Njigba's that man won that. on and off the field. Okay, leave that man alone. <laughs> he won on and off the field. Uh, but, yeah, they 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 addressed it in typical Pete Carroll fashion. And, of course, you go get, a, go get a big back in 
uh, Zach Charbonnet from U- from UCLA. Uh, you solve a lot of problems. Uh, you go help out your quarterback who you got DK, you got Tyler who's getting a little bit older, and you got Dwayne Eskridge who's more of a deep ball guy. So you go get a guy that can work the middle of the field because you don't really have a tight end. So he helps them. Uh, I also what I said about Jackson Smith and Jigba was that if when I watch him on film, I say I said to myself, man, if I if Julian Edelman was about six two, and a little oh my god, that, Fred. Oh, dude, oh that, my god, Fred, can, I stop. can I have it? <laughs> can I have it? Can stop I have it? Can I have it? No, and it's funny, not at all. After I said you, you it, knew a, a year later, a oh, year later. God. Then I saw all the comparisons. I'm like, I saw. I said this a year ahead of time. If, if, you Fred, got, if Fred could get away with it and no one would know that it was him, he would. He would. He would vote for dude to get him in the hall. No, no, you know. You are Julian Edelman's agent. Mm, <laughs> wow, wow. So wow. in Jigba at the 20th pick, um, what kind of impact do you see him making year one? I can see thousand yard receiver year one. No, because you have DK and uh, and Tyler. There, there's a, there's a lot of mouths to feed there. But I do think he could be maybe a a seven hundred yard receiver, six hundred yeah, yard receiver, it, like five touchdowns maybe. Th- those are reasonable numbers, simply because there's a lot of mouths to feed. He's not a fifty, he's 50 faster, to sixty catches. And we have to make sure that Geno Smith is what Geno Smith was last season. Yeah. Is that an aberration? That came a little late in his career. I so, think, but so like, I'm, I'm, I'm a Geno apologist, right? I say this. When you draft a quarterback and you put him in a defensive even. organization with a defensive coach who does not care about offense, and says, I'm not going to give him weapons, what did you expect? Yeah. I mean, we talk about it all the time. Situation. And I love Rex Ryan. Don't get me wrong. I like Rex Ryan. Okay? As a coach, I like him. But you cannot, if you're drafting a quarterback, you have to do at least, you have to go at least as far as what Tampa did with Jameis Winston. They literally said, weapons for Winston. We go all offense for an entire season. And we're going to give him the best opportunity. We can't. I can't control if the man can't see. I can't uh, control if he just can't. Rex see the Ryan's thing. just like his daddy, stunting like his daddy. <laughs> and that and is why daddy, he's not in the NFL anymore. I mean, you have to used evolve to call with the time. The Eagles' offensive players by their numbers because he didn't even know their damn names. <laughs> Eighty-six, come on over here. Like, dog, you you don't care about the offense that much that you don't care to learn these dudes' names. This dude would be like, hey, Seth, call him Seth Yo, Jones, buddy. and then, hey, 86. Buddy, <laughs> buddy, buddy Ryan, buddy Ryan was, buddy Ryan was two drinks away from having his defenders play both ways. He was uh, with it. I do have a bonus class for you guys, and, and I don't, I don't really, I hate, again, I hate defensive yeah, yeah, coaches that draft quarterbacks, we'll move on. but this one, this one helps this team because it helps them in the long run down the road. Uh, the Chicago Bears, you draft the offensive tackle, Dar- uh, Darnell Wright, for your quarterback. Protect your quarterback. He already gets hurt of pretty much every other game because he's taking hits even when he takes off. Gervon Dexter, more than one uh, he's a guy from my area uh, <laughs> down here in Florida. So 
there's a story behind him, guys. Well, I, we'll talk about that one later off off the air, but that's a, that's a very interesting story. Tyreek Stevenson, corner, a six foot six foot one speed demon type corner, physical. He can play safety or corner. Zach Pickens, a defensive tackle, a physical freak. Roshan Johnson. If there was no Bijan Robinson, Roshan Johnson would still be a second round pick. If there was none, that's how good he was. But of course, we know how we, we recruit over guys and then we have competition and things like that. So, Noah Sewell, the linebacker, brother of Panay Sewell, uh, Lions offensive lineman. Uh, so, you have a pretty good class there where you're addressing a bunch of needs uh, deep into the, the later rounds. Okay. Well, let's let's go to some individuals then, man. Let's, let's take it to the number one pick, uh, Bryce Young. Um, he has been named the starter in mm-hmm. Carolina. Do you think that's a good move, and what do you think his impact could be? We always hear the comparisons, and I think his comparisons go strictly because of his size. You know, 5'10", mm-hmm. the NFL get a little nervous about guys, but they're quick to point out the guys who are around that size, the Russell Wilsons, who were actually, you know, successful. Um, what do you see from Bryce Young? year one, and then moving on into the future. Can he live up to the billing of a number one pick? Bryce Young has done when, – when you turn the tape on, I was a little worried going into the NFL. I was like, man, he looks really small. But when you turn the tape on, he, it's not as bad as it looks. Here's the funny – here's the crazy thing. So, at Alabama, he was small. In Col- or we'll go back. At, mo- at, at uh, modern day, he was small in high school. At, at Alabama, he was still small, and he won a Heisman last year with no receivers, no offensive, no real offensive weapons. Texas comes, comes, uh, comes a calling, and guess what? Last drive of the game, think, 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 touchdown, game over. And he's the single reason why that team wasn't eight and four. And they so had a are shot we at seeing, are we seeing a are we seeing a Drew Brees, a I Russell Wilson, or are we seeing a guy that's more of a video game player and isn't going to be watching film? Uh, more no, of a he, Call of Duty not, guy. So I I get what you did there, and he's nothing like Kyler. Kyler is a much better athlete um, than than Bryce Young. So not a good football player. Uh, <laughs> I I hate the fact I hate the not a good football player. What does he have around him? What does he have around him? So if he studied more, if he studied more, he'd know. I mean, if you you can study all you want, at the end of the day, if that tackle's coming around and, and destroying your, just taking your head off, Fred, Fred, or that end is taking Fred, your head Fred, off, I feel uh, you, and I appreciate you defending a young black man, but we hold him accountable here. Right, so if he studied more, maybe he would see things in the game that would help him to actually mm. alleviate the pressure of dealing with a tackle that's got a deficiency. But because he's not studying, he's busy playing Call of Duty, spending his bread, being prideful <laughs> and disrespecting everybody in his organization, talking crazy to people. Yo, nigga, use an Oompa Loompa. Now go what? back to Willie wow. Miles. Whoa. <laughs> The slander, jeez, the slander. 
Yeah. Wow. Those are fighting words. Wow. Wow. American. So we know Yo. who you don't. We know who you don't like in the league already. Okay. okay. I, 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 I don't take it personal, but listen. There's a guy in Baltimore that got paid a whole lot of money too, and for years they judged him based on the fact that whoever braids his hair doesn't do a good job. And my man That's is highly wow. intelligent. He puts the work in in the film room. But all we want to do is look at athleticism and criticize. Then you got another guy in Arizona that gets all of that money and is disrespectful to everybody in earshot and then <laughs> has the nerve to break down after week nine every season. Nah, man, I don't – I don't, nah, man. Uh, nope. Nope. Not we letting it go? Some take nah, we're not letting <laughs> it go. So I'm hopeful that Bryce in Carolina opens up the playbook, gets in the film room, because his height is going to be a problem, and offensive linemen are only getting tall; they are not getting shorter. So he needs to study. He needs to study his predecessors that are five ten, five eleven, and figure out how they saw through the lanes, through the offensive line, uh, rollouts, things that get him open spaces and pass. So I'm, I'm rooting for the kid. I think he's got intangibles. Not even necessarily the whole leadership intangible thing, but his read on the game and his accuracy impressed me from what I saw. But uh, I'm not going to continue to use us talking about him as ways to take shots at Kyler. I'll wait till later on in the show. Go ahead, bro. All right. So, comp, <laughs> player comp. Um, and, and D. Austin, you know how we get when we talk quarterbacks uh, off the show. We, we talk quarterback a lot. So, I think I, I, the Drew Brees comparison is a lazy one, in my opinion. It's very lazy because all we see is the the size, right? Drew Brees, not the biggest arm, but a better arm, bigger arm. It than, is, it is, and I don't want you to think that I'm comparing him to Drew Brees. I just want him to have the work ethic and the accuracy of Drew Brees. His game can be totally different. So. I want to go in a different direction, and and the reason being, a guy that I, I'm actually an apologist for, and I think is a borderline Hall of Famer. No, he's not a Hall of Famer, but he should get. He should at least be able to stand on the steps of the Hall of Fame and say, "Guys, one day, if you just feel so inclined, I'm out here. I know I might not get in, but if I if you feel so inclined, please let me in because I'm." I'm pretty darn good, and if my career didn't come to an end prematurely, I probably get in anyway without a ring. That's one Tony Romo, and I'm gonna call it call it exactly oh, like Tony Romo. Game. Yeah, yeah. So quick release. You think? I, wait, I ain't mad at that. You think Bryce is a gun is a gunslinger like that? Yeah. I didn't see that. Yes. Quick release. Early anticipation. Why? Because I'm smaller. I don't have a. Big I have to do everything else great. So I have to anticipate. I have to have a quicker release. I have to know the offense in and out. I have to understand the defense, know where, where my checks are, know who's hot, who where the safeties are. I have to know all of these things. I have to know I have to be a genius at what I do. So to a, to get past the the, the God given part of it. I, I'm just not blessed to be six one. If Bryce Young was six two 
we call him the next great. That's just what it is. He just wasn't blessed hey. with four. That, never mind. Let me not, let, let me not say what, that, what I was about right. to say because that's gonna come out the wrong way. Um, if he was not, he was blessed with a little bit more height. He'd be I fine. can't say I've seen enough to say that. So I don't. I, so in, in the same vein, I would say I haven't seen enough to dispute it either. So. Uh, but yeah, I think you're you're looking at maybe a, a five or six win season for Carolina. They don't have terrible weapons, but the off. But I mean, it's DJ Chark and Adam Thielen. You're gonna have to go get a guy in the draft, and maybe if you're bad enough, maybe Marvin Harrison Jr. falls in your lap. You just never know. Uh, but that's where their deficiency is. You need help on the offensive line. You need to help give him weapons. Continue building around him. I I think Bryce is a a be awesome. We talk about tractor trailer. I think he's a tractor, but you have to give him the weapons because weapons win in the NFL now. All right, well, let's talk a little bit about the eighth pick, man. We talk all the time about how. Running backs in the NFL are being devalued. You already know how wasting is. a number one pick <laughs> or, or a first round pick on a running back is kind of silly these days. But B. John Robinson was labeled generational by some and went very high in this year's draft. He's generational, uh, eight, eighth pick in the draft. Um, what's he going to do out of the gate? How's his rookie season going to look? And 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 what kind of difference is it going to make for the Atlanta Falcons? First off, that whole generational thing, right? Um, let's see. Let's say running backs drafted year to year. I mean, are we really called? I don't. Is he better than McCaffrey? Is he better than Zeke? Hmm. Ah, I'm not ready. Is he? I mean. Is he better than Nick Chubb coming out of Georgia? Is he better than Derrick Henry coming who went in the second round out of Alabama? Is he better than Jonathan Taylor coming out of Wisconsin, who again went in the second round? Is he better than Dalvin Cook coming out of Florida State years ago? I'm not willing to say that. The height weight well, speed is a great. part of a part of claiming a part of claiming that that generational piece is basically you're saying that he's got the talent to be on the top of that, at that peak on the top of that hill, and he he will sustain it, God willing, no injuries. They're, 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 you know, unlike Zeke, unlike Zeke, if he doesn't take a pounding, pause, um, if he doesn't take a pounding from what I've seen, and I've seen much less of him than you have, Chris, you know, dude, dude, I'm willing to say dude is different. And he definitely reminds me of somebody that can give the NFL crazy work, crazy work. I the see height, that. The height, the, the size, you don't see a lot of guys that are his size who are agile and are able to just make one cut and get upfield like him. But my problem with him is you're, and really this pick, you drafted a running back that high with tons of needs elsewhere. And who's his quarterback? Who's the receiver that the quarterback's throwing to? Who's the offensive line that he's running behind? Granted, you draft him to, 
you draft to win your division first, and well, Carolina not great against the run. Tampa, mm, they're okay against the run, and and New Orleans, their defense is solid, but they're aging. So you're you're thinking three to four years out. So I get what they did, but I can't agree knowing that there were guys like Jalen Carter on the board at the time. Yeah, yo, Fred, yo, Fred thinks you could just go anywhere there's athletic black people and, and come up with a running back. <laughs> I'll say it like this. Yeah. I'll say it like this. So think of the guys that I've named that were second round picks, right? We looked at just last sure. year alone, just last year alone, Reese Hall, second round pick. Kenny Walker, really good player, second round pick. James Cook, J- Dalvin Cook's little brother. Again, granted, he's a pass catcher, but more than a pure runner. But again, a third round pick. Rashad White, who was, is highly thought of, and I actually called him Le'Veon Bell White, uh, was a fourth round pick. He's a starter now. You can get starting level talent at in the late mid to late rounds. Damian Pierce, really good running back, drafted in the seventh round, uh, or I'm sorry, in the fourth round. Like, I don't necessarily want guys that are. I, I, it's great having a, a number one first round guy. I can get Derrick Henry in the second round. I can get Jonathan Taylor in the second round. I can get Rashad White in the second round. Or the third round. Damn, Fred! You ain't going to pay I none know. of them anyway. Why not? I mean, I mean I'll, I'll even go as far as... I mean, I can... There are guys, even Ramon, like a guy like my guy who's in New England, Ramondre Stevenson. I can get him in the fourth round. Hold on. Why, I'm not, I'm why not trying to go unless too far down, are, this, down this... I'm not trying to go too the far team. down this rabbit hole. But let me ask you this. Let me ask mm-hmm. you this. So, so we agree that Adrian Peterson is probably pretty He's the close best running back of this generation. Of this gen- I, we agree, right? So mm-hmm. next up beyond him would probably be Derrick Henry. Would you Would you agree with that, Dev? Like the next generation of dudes <clears throat> is probably Derrick Henry. LaDainian Tomlinson? I mean, they were drafted around the same, about five years apart. No, nah, <laughs> I, I count him as earlier than, than – okay. than, uh, Okay. I mean, I'm, I'm just saying they're about five years apart. So, okay. But, okay. Cool. Okay. So, Derek I mean, so Derrick Henry, Henry is certainly the next name that you heard all the time. Like, like universally yeah. recognized as the best mm-hmm. running back in the league for a couple of years, at least. So, Derrick Henry is a second rounder? Yep. Yeah, Derrick Henry would live. I mean, ask Fred. Fred, Fred trying to say, nah, get him in the third. And then, he was the second. He was the fourteenth pick in the second round. Zeke went ahead of him. That's the only other back. But at the same time, in that same draft, you got a guy like Kenyon Drake who's solid. I can find running backs. Why draft them so high? Unless, unless the only way I can forgive it is if, let's say, I'm a I'm the Let's just say I'm the the Chiefs right now, and a Derrick Henry comes around, and I know I'm going to get him in the second round. You absolutely draft him because that you don't need. Would you? Would else. you? Would you draft? Would you draft Derrick Henry in the first round? I'm taking. I'm taking no. Derrick Henry in the first round. If I don't have a, Dang if it. I haven't checked the boxes of offensive tackle, quarterback, 
uh, pass rusher and corner, uh, elite corner. Are you taking Adrian Peterson in the first round? Uh, let me let me let me let me make this very clear. Let me make this very Damn. clear. If, I don't care if his his name is Barry Walter Smith Campbell Peterson. I'm not touching him in the first round that early unless I have checked off the boxes of quarterback, tackle, edge rusher, corner, receiver. If I'm not t- if I'm not clearing any of those off, and I don't have at least three of the five. We have nothing to talk about. What has what did Adrian hey. Peterson get you to outside of a, a, a what an NFC Championship game? And it, and what did he? And how did he get you there? With Damn! Brett Favre at the end, Brett Favre at the end when Bounty Gate happens. That's the only reason he gets that far. Otherwise, you just have a lot Whoa. of yards and a lot of touchdowns. Yeah, Whoa. I mean it's always an argument to be made for this because, like, on one hand, you love. A, a, a big name running back who can do it all. But then, you know, we're living in the times where most teams are running back by committee. So if I can get, you know, a second, third, fourth rounder, and I'm not saying in one person, I'm saying if I can get me a second rounder, a third rounder and a fourth rounder, or a second rounder, a fifth rounder, and they can all in one be what Derrick Henry or Adrian Peterson is by themselves – What's the difference in production? It's just not coming from one person. So I kind of get the philosophy of today's NFL, like, yo, why draft them that high? Why pay them that much if we can get two or three guys to take up the slack of all that? We don't have to dog one of them in the ground. We can show different looks at all times. It's something to be said about it, man. It's a lot to go into it. Um, so, but I do, on the other hand, feel sorry for the guys who are quote unquote generational because they do all of this and they're workhorses and they can't get paid. They rarely win anything because we're just living in a time where running backs aren't carrying people to the, to the Super Bowl anymore. So definitely, I mean, it's a crazy position. Don't get me wrong. I feel sorry for it. But I enjoy I feel. watching really good running backs. But if, if this is this is how I would approach building a team, I personally do not want these high because it's about paying players. You have to pay. You have to spend that money. I'm not spending the money that the Cowboys spent on Zeke just for it to result in me cutting him with before the contract's over. We draft the so, running back in the late round, in the mid to late rounds, every single year, just like we draft a quarterback. There's a balance, and I'm, and I'm not necessarily disputing you, Fred, but there's a balance. You don't have to go to Zeke because Zeke is an outlier. Nobody thought that Zeke would turn 62 years old by the time he was 27. But so, they all like, even a guy like Dalvin Cook, their bodies go through so – I mean, you're in a car crash every, every uh, for 25 plays. Dalvin Cook, I, you I'm can't not, pay him. You don't want to pay that. It's the cost of yeah. keeping that guy on the roster. It's not that Dalvin Cook isn't good. He's elite. But do you want to pay that? Do you really want to pay that? I don't. You draft a guy like Leonard Fournette, who you guys loved him, and, well, he's a nice piece, but I'm not paying him. Christian McCaffrey is uh, – Yeah, he's the one. 
There's one. The that's one. your you outline. You got a couple of facts. You, you got a couple of factors there with the uh, with the. But Christian he gives attack. it to you in he gives it to you in ways that is not he can he can affect the game in three different ways. Off sure. the, or catching sure. the ball, running the ball, and being a, a returner if you just really so, want so, to be so, a returner. So does that so does that make him does that make him the market standard? Not even necessarily because he's the most talented. But as college kids he's are valuable. watching, his his his, his yeah. va- how valuable he is. I mean, everybody loves Saquon. I don't love Saquon. He's always hurt. He, you know, that's why we didn't bring his name up. Yeah, yeah. I mean, but at the same time, again, I can go up and down the rock. And and the reason I can tell you is because I'm looking at it and looking at the amount of running backs that you can get later. They're serviceable, and after four years, you can say you can wipe your hands of them, and you're good. And you move on. After four, you, if you're drafting a back every single year, mid to late rounds, after you got that one, and you draft that late round developmental quarterback who turns out to be Tony Romo or Tom Brady or whoever, and the off chance that somebody gets hurt. And if he doesn't get hurt, if that guy doesn't get hurt, guess what? He turns into Jimmy Garoppolo or, uh, or, uh, or whoever, whoever. Matt Castle and you get a and you finesse a team out of a, out of a, a high round pick. But if he does turn into somebody, guess what? Because, Shout out to Andy. Yeah, yeah we, exactly. we, we, I didn't mean to hijack the conversation on on Fred Cooper on running backs, but it was just an interesting. <laughs> hey, so before whoever, we move off of that, though. whoever's listening and their son is in Pee Wee football playing running back, yo, don't steal Fred. It's don't that. play receiver. <laughs> it worked out for Jamar Chase. No, but I bet you, I guarantee you, in Pee Wee football, Jamar Chase probably played running back. Though. He did. He did. And, he yeah, I was about to say, in Pee Wee, the quarterback can't throw, so, so the running back is still and forever yeah. will be the shining position. It's exactly. going to be quarterback and running back, and it's not going to be quarterback because of the throwing, because the quarterback is an extra running back in mm-hmm. Pee Wee. Mm-hmm. So, Don't be yeah. Percy Harvin. Don't, you want, you have aspirations of playing running back, be a great receiver, and then all, and we can move you to the backfield and do something funky with you. Be a but swamp a king. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like Percy. All right, so y'all give me give me Bijan's numbers for his rookie season. I think he's a thousand yard back. Um, a lot of generational carries. though. Is he gonna yeah, lead, lead in I can get 1,200 yards, ten touchdowns. I mean, it's doable. I mean, Zeke did it. I mean, there's nothing. But do is he an All Pro? No. Is he a top ten back instantly? Possibly, because I mean, but that's by default. It's by default. It's by default. Yeah. I mean, I mean, you just here because we don't have anybody else. I mean, I got Bijan. I got Bijan twelve hundred fifty yards, but I also have five hundred receiving yards, Mm. and I got eight touchdowns on the ground, and I got six. Through the air. 14 Ooh. total touchdowns. They ain't hard to be in here. 14 total touchdowns. <laughs> 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 they ain't hard to be in here. Still. All right. All right. So, uh, any other individual players you want to highlight? Somebody that's going to make a, a real impact on their team this season. I definitely, I've been, I've been impressed with this guy. And I thought he should have got drafted. Uh, went undrafted. I always have a soft spot for those uh, those undrafted guys because we all know how it go, how this draft thing goes. It's sometimes Must you don't want to be, be a running drafted. back. No, he's on the defensive side and, and <laughs> in a position 
in a position that is also dying like the running back position. That's that interior linebacker position. But uh, Ivan Pace Jr. out of Cincinnati. Uh, thought he should have got drafted. Not sure what anybody else was watching, but he's already a, a starting a starter for the Vikings already. He's, he snagged a, a 53-man roster spot early. Uh, calls the signals already. He has the green dot on the helmet, so he's getting all the signals. But also... But also with with that comes the the fact that um, he he is just all over the field. I root for the undrafted guy. Sometimes you want to go undrafted because you can pick where you go versus getting drafted sixth or seventh round and getting buried on the depth chart. He's made a way for himself, and I, I'm going to be watching all year long. Cool, cool. Um, anybody else? Luke Musgrave, I gotta say it. Luke Musgrave, tight end, uh, or out of Oregon State. If you haven't seen him, please go back and watch the tape from last year. The tape says it all. Uh, Green Bay Packers yeah, don't tough. have a don't have a tight end, but they have a young quarterback. And what is the best friend of a young quarterback? A tight end. Tight end. The the field. Yeah, yeah. So Luke Musgrave, uh, do good things. Best friend of an old quarterback if they trash too. Yeah, that too. that too. That too. That <laughs> too. Uh, but yeah, he's he's one of he's a he's one of those those speedy athletic tight ends. I think he's gonna he's gonna be a starter day one, uh, and I think he's gonna make some impact. Is he gonna be Gronk or anything? Who knows? But being one of those top thirty-two to forty tight ends day one, and you were a late round pick, not too bad, not too bad. I just I just want to point out to our listeners. I think Travis Kelsey has has established himself as the gold standard of tight end, but Fred will forever just point to Gronkowski instead of. I will always point else. to Gronk. No, Travis is always the find a way to get Patriot involved in the conversation. Period. Gronk is, all, is <laughs> Gronk is the goat until Travis Kelsey decides to block somebody. No shots taken, but until you start blocking somebody and actually blocking somebody. Uh, I mean, we understand the importance of that, but ain't nobody worried about no tight ends blocking no more. Nah, Gronk <laughs> is your sixth offensive lineman. Trust me. Trust me. Go back and watch it. Be one. No, nah, I'm not nah. saying he didn't. I'm saying we all understand the importance yeah, of that. Yeah. I'm just saying nobody else yeah. cares nobody, about it. Yeah, right nobody now. cares anybody. about it. It's, it's, a, it's a very uh, – we don't, we don't clap for those tight ends anymore. We don't. Uh, did win a Super Bowl twenty eight coming back from twenty eight to three without your Gronk, but hey, you're on the team, you got the ring. That's all that matters. <laughs> See, we need Gronk. <laughs> <laughs> no, we just need a twelve. In twelve we, we trust. Need, we need Gronk for the greatest comeback in Super Bowl history. <laughs> nah, nah. Nah, just a little running back named James White. Three touchdowns. Good stuff. Alright. Y'all got any any more people or any parting shots? Before we move on, because we are, you know, this is this is the eve of the 2023 NFL season. Um, if you're just uh, joining us, you know, we've been doing a very late, but a never too late recap of the 2023 NFL draft. But, you know, we wanted to kind of add into the discussion after seeing these guys in camp preseason. We wanted to add to the discussion what we think 
their immediate impact could be. Because the day after the draft, when everybody's giving out draft grades for stuff that you really won't find out two and three years from now, like we haven't seen these guys set foot on an NFL field, whether it's a practice field, whether it's a real stadium field, we haven't seen anything. So right then it's all speculation. At least now we have at least a tiny bit of data. We've seen them go mano a mano with a couple of NFL players, albeit, you know, a lot of the veterans are sitting, a lot of people aren't going hard. Hey, but it's it's something to be said about going against people who are out there hungry for a job too. So <laughs> so there's a little bit of data out there. So y'all got any any final shots before we get out of here? Any parting shots? Any teams uh, that had a great draft class? Any individual players that y'all think are going to have a great rookie season? Speak now or hold your peace until tomorrow. <laughs> hold my <laughs> peace. Okay. Show. So <laughs> I am, I am, as far as draft classes, Arizona, I, I got to go back and say it, Arizona was built for, for this year to tank. Um, guys, <laughs> just because you tank does not mean you're getting one Caleb Williams who might just be that dude. Wow. I always love to see Caleb Williams has, has kind of thrown some uh, some subs. Some Eli Manning who everybody thinks is at uh, Arizona. <laughs> Saying, hey, I don't want to be there. If he don't, don't like the situation there. of the team who uh, is getting the first pick, he might go on head back to to, to SC for another year. Yo, both his both NIL both money because these days they're not taking pay cuts. You know what I'm saying? You're not taking a pay right. cut to leave these days with NIL. So it's like, no, definitely not. If I don't like the situation of that first team. I'm gonna I'm gonna go on head back and do what I gotta do. <laughs> And it's crazy Nobody's because, turning down forty million though. I don't care how much NIL money yeah, you're not turning yeah. forty million. Though. It's one of the things I hear you talking, and you know what? It, it might sounds be more good. His dad, like that check. And it's it might be more his dad than it's him. You know what I'm saying? Fully his dad might be just trying to. I'll, I'll go take that L because you just never know what happens if you get hurt. What if you? What if? Let's just say you know the last time a USC quarterback was projected to go number one, and he decided to go back, and he decided you know to happened? go back. Mm-hmm. His name was Matt Barkley. He went in like the fourth <laughs> round, and we haven't heard from him since. Hey, didn't Matt Liner go back re- to? Didn't he just retire? Matt Liner went back. Retire? Who the Matt hell Liner be who seven. the hell be advising these SC quarterbacks? Matt Liner Why went seven, going back, but Matt Liner wasn't great. He was good because of everyone around him. But he was. Him. But he was at exactly. And you were at the peak of where you were going to yeah, go. Yeah, that ain't got so nothing to do. Went, we, we know that now. I'm good. You're going to go back and Yo, when Matt, Matt Liner, when Matt Liner, I'm sorry, he Matt Liner the he whole world thought that he would have he he went in the first round easy. Easy. Mm-hmm. Well, he went in the first easy. round. But, but, but I mean, imagine that pay like, cut, but especially action. back then in 2006 when quarterbacks were making right. 50 million scale. out the gate. 10, was, 10 is a hurt yeah. piece when you could have went two or three. Yeah, and, that's true. That's true. Sheesh! Who advises yeah. the SC quarterback? This young, went, this young blew all of all of that first round money, and Matt's like, man, I, w- I wouldn't have blew that on Cheesecake Factory in private <laughs> flight. <laughs> Dang, Vince, <laughs> gotta work some more. You shouldn't be working right now. Dumb ninja. <laughs> yeah, that right. Cheesecake Factory. 
I just want to um, I want to give a no. shout out to Jamarcus Russell still being um. No, no, be nice. Be nice to Jamarcus now. You know he'll he'll still come out and lane. come find you. He'll come find you in them Twitter streets. He get he get punched in his fat belly. <laughs> yeah, I I I don't understand who um who advises these guys, but um. Speaking of advising guys, real quick before we we jet out of here, right? So, did any of you guys hear about the the, the Gravon Dexter story? Oh, okay. All right. So, Gravon Dexter, one of he's from my area here in in Florida, right? So, uh, he while he was in Florida, defensive lineman ended up going to Chicago. Okay. So, so he he took an NIL deal. While at Florida last year for four hundred and sixty-five thousand, right? Good money, real good money. I stay in school too, right? But in the contract that he signed, he they had, off the top he was going to get four hundred sixty-five thousand, but when he went to the NFL, they have he has to give them fifteen percent of his pre-tax earnings for the next twenty-five oh. years. Oh, fuck. <laughs> oh, so it comes shit. out his contract is like six million for four years, right? Oh. And so that means he's given up about a mil, roughly a mil or so. Oh, after tax- you dumb nigga. After, <laughs> after taxes, he gets oh. about three million. So after he, no. so he's given up a mil of that three mil. No, and he's on the hook for the next twenty-five years. So oh. imagine if he turns out to be really good, and he gets a hundred million dollar oh. deal, fifteen percent off the top of the tax. I hate you, nigga. Oh. <laughs> off the tippy. <laughs> Taking it from Listen, the I'm going to talk, talk to y'all since we're talking a little bit of sports business. That <laughs> is actually a common deal in the soccer world. But here's the other thing that's common in soccer. The money is guaranteed. Yes. The money is guaranteed. Dude ain't going to be in the – obviously, I could tell by his IQ level. He, he probably not going to be in the league after after this first contract. You don't read, obviously. He's not a book reader <laughs> or a contract reader. <laughs> oh, man. No, young man. Oh. And he's trying to sue this company, the company that he did his NIL deal. Uh, he's he's trying to sue saying he did not know. Had you read that contract, <laughs> the price slipped it in there, broad daylight, <laughs> plain sight, plain view. I know, I know an attorney that'll help him out. He'll he'll drop that from fifteen. He'll represent him for free for seven percent for lifetime. Name is Dewey Cheetah. <laughs> and how? Forgot about his partner. <laughs> do, do we cheat him, him and how? PLLC. PLLC. All right, man. We're it cut the hell out of here. 15 down to 7. Oh, my God. We're going to be right back oh at y'all with our 2023 NFL preview. You know, we're going to be doing our predictions, division winners, 
uh, playoff participants, Super Bowl winners, award winners, all that kind of stuff. So y'all stay tuned to the network. B, uh, Fred, y'all got any parting shots before we get up out of here? Yo, Fred, what you got to say to Dion now, man? You gotta say, it's just one game when USC comes a calling and Oregon comes a calling. I hope you can score the same amount of points. TCU led nine players from last year off of that defense, and they still scored 42. You threw two interceptions. But when your program only wins one game, when your program only wins one game, even if he takes the L in those two games, Fred, if he wins eight games this year, he's not winning eight games this year. I'm on record saying that. I got four for you. I got four for you. Two of the first three will be this week, next week, and against Colorado State, and then the losing begins. USC and Oregon are calling. Just saying. Y'all see, Fred. Let everybody know where they can get in touch with you online. Uh, College football Saturdays, NFL football Sundays and Mondays is on. Yeah, it's on now. So make sure you follow me on Twitter at FredPurdueCFB. You can also find me uh, every Thursday and Sunday on the College Football Overdrive uh, podcast with me and my partner, Rick Brown. You can follow him on Twitter at RickBrown91. We keep it straight. No chaser. We talk college football uh, throughout the season, into the offseason. We just dropped our – we're dropping picks and predictions on tomorrow, actually. So, Dion. You might be on the picks. You might be on the, the upset alert. You never know. That's what I like to hear. So we'll be right back at y'all, man. So definitely stay tuned. We want to thank everybody for joining us for another briefing in the war room, man. Shout out to everyone. And actually, shout out to shout out to Neil. Uh, Neil was in the chat room holding it down. Um, shout out to everybody on Facebook, Twitter, IG, uh, group chat, everybody, man. And then there were three, three episodes left. But y'all can tune in. As a matter of fact, tune in to, if you're listening live, tune in tomorrow for the live Thursday show right here or on demand. Whatever you want to do is we catch y'all up on all the sports and entertainment stories of the week. Uh, Tomorrow, of course, like I just said, we're going to be doing our 2023 NFL preview, our 14th NFL preview, our 14th kickoff show I don't know if you guys remember, if you've been with us that long, our very first show, September uh, 10th of 2010, was an NFL kickoff show. So, uh, whew, full circle, full circle moment out this piece, even though we've been doing it every year. But be here for that. Be sure to catch our conversations on Facebook, Twitter, IG, as well as our blogs, webcasts, and network podcasts on warroomsports.com also. Make sure you pick up a copy of Jimmy's book. That's at sportsthebook.com, warroomsports.com, or amazon.com. But until next time, everybody, don't accept mediocrity. Be steadfast in the war against ignorance. And we'll see you chumps on top. Shout out to Dev, PJ, Woo! Be Austin, Dot Bay on replay. Oh.
Cash knocked out. Street two, three, smoking double O twelve. They be going and you sensitive then oh well. Physical podcast, the tough push. Showtime like magic in the block push. Listen live, push one to join in. Rip your team or listen for your enjoyment. Get hop dollars, pit stop and knowledge. Should be in sports credits, I ain't talking college. Five guys, no beef though. Corporate secret, but the streets know. Bellafani, I got a G flow. KC, royalty, I'm in beast mode. Two hours, get your game up. Who's the best in sports cast? You better name us. War Room Sports. www.warroomsports.com What? Ain't no more to it.